Oof. I am very dumb. I, I hit the wrong light switch, and then I was like, oh no, the lights are broken. Shit. <laughs> 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 You've been in my apartment. Oh, you know, no, I'm you, a ghost. Yeah. <laughs> my actions have no consequences in the physical world. I've been dead for the whole movie. Oh, wow. <laughs> You've been to my house. You know that like the in Boston, in New England, they like to put light switches on the outside of rooms. And so oh, yeah. there's like, there's like on the entry, entryway, there's like the, or the dining room, there's too many walls. And I went to the wrong one and hit the wrong switch. They love pranks out there. They do love pranks. They're just a bunch of punkers. Hello, welcome to Think Outside Hi. the Box Set. It's a podcast, which is a thing you listen to. And this one is specifically uh, this, on the subject of audio only, audio. folks. Yes, I can look at me and see me, but that's just because there is a window in front of me and it has a reflection, but you can't see me. This You can only listen, hear me. Just, listen to us talk about a uh, thing that we listen to, which is in this episode, Bob Marley's third album yeah. ever. Yeah called soul revolution soul revolution bob marley and the whalers yeah. yeah so uh i'm nathan hunt that's camera to it this is a podcast that are about artists that may be misunderstood unrecognized or dismissed and this is uh season 10 about bob marley his third album soul revolution 1971 it's pretty i mean musically in a lot of ways it's fairly similar similar to the last one came out one year yeah later it's, it's still it's still reggae it's still got soul in the title there's there's weed in in one of the songs yes. which i feel like it's at least becoming, one of the songs yeah it's becoming more uh it's getting closer to what we now associate with reggae music right so i think it's also getting more explicitly rastafarian also oh yeah yeah um shit oh they also it's um this is interesting they reuse a song from the first album the put it on yeah song. they like doing that i want I wonder how many recycles they're going to do yeah. in this discography. Yeah. I wonder. Yeah, they just like slow it down and reggae it up instead of the ska earlier version. I kind of like the earlier version more. Me too. I like this one too. Yeah, but I agree. All in all, though, I like, the, I like this reggae sound, how it's developing. Mm. I think it sounds really good. Ah, so you I like, like to the, do the reggae? I like all the organs. Yeah. I like to do the reggae. It's a lot of organs. On, <laughs> organs. <laughs> I know what that means. That's a euphemism. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Cameron, nobody's ever accused me of being subtle, subtle so you can cram it. <laughs> yeah. Um, any general thoughts about the album? There's not much on Wikipedia. Um, so it's kind of hard to find material because that's the only place I ever do research. Um, besides the genius, of course, and the genius is never wrong. Uh, there's also a couple, like, there's at least one entirely instrumental song and then another song that is, it's kind of odd. It's the Duppy Conqueror song. Uh, the version yeah. that we heard, we had to find a YouTube playlist because this album, like the last album, had that tragic thing where it was not re-released internationally. Instead, the record company took some of the songs and put them on a different album that they named African yeah. Herbsman and released that. Or Herbsman, as you might say in the UK, because as okay. as the, the English kids told me when I talked to them about it, when I was traveling in Istanbul, they told me, well... We, we pronounce it herb because it has a fucking H in it. <laughs> and that is not a punchline. That is literally exactly word for word what they said. They said H. Yeah. That's how they pronounce it over there. Uh, they put their boots in the lorry. Z instead of Z. Yeah. The license plate says Z. They don't say um, Z, Zedebras. <laughs> they, well, I mean, I don't actually know. Maybe they do. Zedebras. Yeah, yeah, maybe they do. They just got all kinds I'm of wacky saying. shit over there. Hey, hey, uh, so someone in the Discord, our Think Outside the Box Discord, I think it may literally have been someone, the user, mm. um, uh, informed on. us that uh, a raspberry, as in blowing a raspberry, is Cockney rhyming slang. Um, raspberry what? tart rhymes with fart. Oh. And sounds like fart. Is that where raspberry so comes from? Yeah, that's what he's saying. Whoa. Or what they were saying. Yeah. I wonder if I've, have I heard that before? I don't know. That's, that's I bananas. Didn't know that. Especially. It's so thoroughly baked into our lexicon, blowing a raspberry. Baked that, in, I uh, mean, it's practically a raspberry pie at this point. Um, but it seems like such yeah. an American. A tart. <laughs> 
it seems like such an american uh like phrase i i associate like blowing a raspberry with like 1920s and the new york yankees and 23 skidoo and uh, automobile automobile uh it's what i say when i'm coming <laughs> you say raspberry <laughs> I'm going to blow a raspberry. I'm going to blow my Jesus raspberry. Christ, that's dark. <laughs> <laughs> Ew. And by that, I mean, with if my your mouth. jizz looks, looks like raspberry juice, uh, you should go see a doctor. This has been your Medical Minute with Nathan Hunt. It's a podcast within a podcast. Sponsored by WebMD. Um, You've got cancer. <laughs> Well, well, now that we're done with the low-hanging fruit, should we talk, should about, we talk songs? about this album? <laughs> yeah, uh, you like that low-hanging fruit, raspberry? You get it, huh? 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's talk about the first song. Keep on moving. Curtis Mayfield is back. Oh, this was written by Curtis Mayfield. I didn't even notice that. Damn. Yeah, it's a song by The Impressions. Wow. Um, that's Which is Curtis Mayfield's, like, I mean, when they first started, they, it was more like uh, soul, R&B, uh, doo-wop-y kind of, kind of sounding stuff mm-hmm. instead of his uh, funk. Yeah, that, so that he, uh, learning that, well, the Wikipedia does not have the songwriting credits. So I didn't actually notice it until just now. It's written by Curtis Mayfield. But it actually answers one of the questions I had about this song where I was like, oh, this seems like something about the way that he speaks about this oppression seems like a specifically American uh, form of oppression. Yeah. I was like, I, oh, I, I is Bob Marley writing songs about the like uh, Jim Crow South or something? Right. I also thought like this sounds like a bluegrass song. You know, like this. Like, to me, it sounds like it a reggae feels, song. Well, <laughs> I mean, the lyrical content <laughs> feels like uh, feels like bluegrass. It's like, hey, I killed someone and now I'm on the run. Um, no, he says he didn't kill I, someone. Well, yeah. He or does I later shoot the sheriff, for, though. But not not the right. deputy. Yeah. Got to give credit where credit's due. Yeah. He's, he's, yeah, you're right. This is a song about someone being uh, framed. Well, not necessarily framed for murder, but mis- mis- wrongfully convicted. Yes, exactly. Uh, yeah. I mean, it sounds like it's basically a lynch mob. Lord, I've got to keep on moving where I can't be found. Lord, they're coming after me. I've been accused for the killing. Lord knows I didn't do. For hanging me, they are willing. Yeah, yeah. And that's why I've got to get on through. Lord, they're coming after me. And then a one more time, which you heard in the sound sample. Uh, and it's got that, yeah, that classic Curtis Mayfield, like, weird syntax inversion mm. um, that's very contrived that I ultimately never mind because I like him so much. Uh, but that that lyric, for hanging me, they are willing. Yeah, that's a <laughs> little bit. To, to rhyme with killing. <laughs> it's a little bit forced, I have to say. Uh, it's very forced, but I, I really don't care when Curtis does it. Like he sometimes writes lyrics into, in a very bad way, um, that I cannot explain by like in, in like a, Oh, this is just a different dialect or something. It's like, no, this is just Curtis Mayfield being bad at writing contrived lyrics, but I don't care mm-hmm. <laughs> because he's great. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, um, so they, they yeah. definitely like branch out into the family tragedy here. I've got two boys and a woman. They're just going to suffer now. Lord, forgive me for not going back, but I'll be there anyhow. I'll be there anyhow. And then it's the chorus. And then verse three. Now, maybe someday I'll find a piece of land somewhere not by near anyone, not by near anyone. Then I'll send for my love, 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 sweet woman. And my two grown up son, my two grown up son. Yeah. 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 So it ends with a a little bit of hope, maybe, but ultimately not super convincing. It's kind of a sweet, a sweet song. Um, and sad. I mean, it's very tragic. But yeah, the I think the the musical quality it feels relaxed musically. Mm-hmm. Oh, totally. Which is interesting when juxtaposed with the lyrics, because the lyrics are uh, deeply sad. Right. Yeah. Have you heard the original of this song? Like, is it more tense yeah, or like I, more upbeat? Uh, I have a sample. Oh. I don't know if you're just queuing me up for that or not, but I have I it. I actually did uh, know. It's 
Hey, go, when when you listen to this, uh, try to count it and see how uh, how it counts a little differently. Oh, well, that's going to mm-hmm. be fun. I'm not super good at counting. I'm always like, one, two, five. Fuck. Fuck. <laughs> All right. Uh, is it keep on moving the impressions original? That's right. So you could count it in a lot of different ways. I would count it in three. Um, I, I mean, you could count it as like three or in six, eight, but it's sort of like do da but do da da one two, three four five six. Um, or you could count it in one two three. It sort of has like a little polyrhythm in it, mm, so mm-hmm. it's kind of up to your discretion. Um, it, it's up to my discretion. Yes. Yeah. I am or the, the, the arbiter. You can count on this. it any certain any number of ways i think but um and i will yeah definitely different than the reggae beat totally uh let's um, let's let's hear the reggae more beat, a beat again just to like go back to back for hanging me That's a Curtis Mayfield impression right there. Yeah. That high high falsetto. Is this reggae version in four? Yeah. Oh, so they changed it from three four to four four, huh? Yeah. Damn. Is Cameron? It seems to me that reggae tends to favor the four four rhythm, uh, not exclusively, but very strongly. Is that right? Mm, well, I've, I haven't listened to that much reggae, but I've never heard a reggae song that's been in anything other than four four. Didn't we hear like a 6-8 song at one point? Or was that like the Ska Days? May have been the Ska Days. Oh, damn. Okay. Yeah, because I mean, all of, all, of the, all of the research I was doing about like the specific rhythms or like stylistic generic characteristics of reggae, a lot of it was like, okay, so here's how they play on the 4-4 beat. There's like the, the drum that like drops the one and then it hits the uh, three really hard or something. I, I forget the, the details of like the specific drumming pattern, but all of it was like in the context of 4-4 time. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, so so much music in the world is in four four time, or you could count to four over. Um, and Cameron, uh, I'm pretty sure I could count to four over any song. <laughs> I'm really good at counting that high. I mean, I don't want to yeah. brag, but it's true. It's not bragging if it's the truth, right? So there's like just infinite possibilities within just four beats. You know, like there's so much you can do uh within four beats and the way that you can play over it um over the bar lines and anticipate beats and play in between the subdivisions uh yeah Mm -hmm. uh it's it's interesting that people haven't gotten tired of it yet there's just it's still more stuff to do Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh there's a really really good intro to this song i think i think they really upped their intro game Mm -hmm. on this album yeah, here we go. Lord, ah, that's so fucking cool. Damn. Yeah, it, it it's in like a it has like blues notes in it, but then they they don't sing the the harmony for the rest of the song. There's like it's just all a major scale mm-hmm. or pentatonic scales. Um. But yeah, in that intro, it's like, but da 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 da. It has like those blue notes in it, which is yeah, it's <laughs> it sets you up to think that it's gonna sound different, mm-hmm. and then it's just very relaxed the rest of the time. It's the old fake out. Yeah, and then there's uh, a lot of Curtis Mayfield kind of Curtis Mayfield style singing. Um, and in this next sound sample, there's also this really interesting background vocal. It sounds like they're saying jib, jib, jib or something. <laughs> I don't know what they're doing, but I kind of like it. Mm, I like the cut of their background vocals. Yeah. Okay. I've got two boys and- 
That's interesting. It's it sounds like they're they're basically they're trying to they're they're hmm. I think if you were to write it in the lyrics, the syllables would be do do do, but somehow they come out sounding like jib jib jib. <laughs> yeah. Does that seem right? Uh, I w- can can one of the uh, people in our Discord make a jib jab video <laughs> with this? <laughs> <laughs> Remember, our, only '90s kids will understand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Then we'll watch some Homestar Runner oh, I used videos. to love Homestar Runner. <laughs> hmm. yeah. uh, flash. Who do you want me to flash? What? Uh, uh, sounds like a command. He'll rule every one of us. What? Um, I'm lost. Uh, just singing Freddie Mercury. Oh. Uh, I, I like this song a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think it's really good. It mostly just renewed my interest in going back and pull, just digging through that old Curtis Mayfield stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good stuff. Uh, should we move on to a different song? Yeah. Do you want to keep going with number two, or do you have a <laughs> number two? Or do you have a different one you want to talk about? Let's do let's do fussing and fighting. Fussing and fighting. Okay. <clears throat> I like that. The what? Uh, the iniquity part? Uh, I like the chorus. I like the chord progression. Um, it. It sounds good. Last week, last week we were talking about minor, minor key chord progressions a lot, um, and how the they were using a lot of minor keys but using like natural minor uh chord progressions um meaning not using like major five chords they're using a lot of minor five chords uh but this song has a really fluid relationship between the relative minor and the relative and its relative major it kind of goes back and forth um like that verse um resolves pretty evenly between the minor and the major uh sorry not the verse the chorus resolves pretty evenly between the minor chord and its relative major mm-hmm. it kind of just goes back and forth and i th- i don't know i think it sounds really cool hmm. yeah it's a good song uh there's not a lot to offer lyrically to me at least i mean it's basically just the idea it's like the one idea it's like why is everyone fussing and fighting we should love each other in peace and harmony right that's and it's mostly just those literal lines repeated or there's like slight variations. Why is this cheating and backbiting? I mean, that's, that's a pretty right. good rhyme with fussing and fighting, but yeah. yeah, it's like, that's basically all there is to this song lyrically. Yeah. It's something that's like powerful and meaningful, uh, from underprivileged coming from underprivileged folks. If they're referring to people in power, uh, abusing their power or other underprivileged folks, um, you know, squabbling, um, and not like uniting to like overthrow their oppressors. Like that kind of stuff is, you know, that's valuable. Um, but my main experience with this kind of sentiment these days is, um, baby boomer hippies, uh, having like (laughs) white baby boomer hippies with like shallow, uh, uh, shallow understandings of, uh, politics and just, you know, who say things like, um, you know, like all you need civility. is love. Right, yeah, yeah, what happened to civility? Or the, as long as you're not a dick, everything's going to be okay. Yeah, we you shouldn't know? throw <laughs> milkshakes at Nazis or punch Nazis. Right. What happened to civility? <laughs> yeah. Heavens. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, I feel like I was able to listen to this and appreciate the lyrics because of who was singing them. They're, they work a lot better in context with the song. If you just like you know read them there's not that much to offer but like in context of the song they're fine it's like yeah i also like how they sing kind of like fosing like the way they pronounce the words is nice to me 
Yeah, there's some fun pronunciations on this album. Yeah. Uh, I have a sound sample of the bridge where they just say, stop your fussing and fighting. Mm-hmm. That sounds really good. I like that little falsetto. Yeah. I really like how crunchy the like production is <laughs> in in this yeah. song in particular yeah it, that is it's kind of like a very napoleon dynamite kind of like vibe to it it's um, been, it's been sweeted yeah it's something kind of cute about it mm-hmm. uh will you play the intro i don't have a sound sample of it but i can certainly try give me one sec you can cut this part yeah out. i'd be willing to edit around it if you pull it up oh that's very kind of you it just has like a yeah, just like the horns and like the kind of crunchy, crunchy synthesizers. Do I make you pretty horny, baby? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> it's good stuff. It's crunchy. The the one thing that I don't. I don't really know what to do with is this lyric. Why is this bumping and a boring? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he's talking about the town in Oregon called boring. Yeah. Why is this town named boring? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I learned recently that it's a sister towns with, is it Scotland that has a place that's just called dull? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Maybe he means like mining or drilling of some kind. Yeah. in in some sort of uh, interpersonal way. (laughs) <laughs> i guess mm-hmm. ah I, I sorry i just looked it up B- boring is a sister city of dole scotland and later bland in australia nice <laughs> nice <laughs> yeah um yeah anything else to say about this song no no all right stop your fussing and fighting <laughs> that is a very good bridge i like that it kind of reminds me of uh that adele song uh which one uh never had a match oh yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) rolling in the deep i can see that yeah yeah that's the one thank you uh let's listen to kaya next Got to have Kaya now. Got to have Kaya now for the rain is falling. Uh, and Nathan, the, you have G- Kaya now. I do have Kaya now. I've got my Kaya medical card. <laughs> I'm all about that medical Kaya. Um, the genius says that uh, it is Mar- Marijuana. Oh, the sometimes rain? I do. Sometimes I do, Cameron. Don't mind if I do. Do you feel so good in your neighborhood? Oh, I do. I do. Well, not really. But I'm over Boston. <laughs> I'm ready to leave. Why you're, that's yeah. why you got to have Kaya yeah, now. It exactly. <laughs> Because you hate living in Boston. I hate it so much. <laughs> um, is Cameron, how much um, confirmation do we have that Kaya is actually marijuana? Because all we have is like a little annotation from the genius, right? Well, I guess we should look it up. Uh, if we go on Urban Dictionary, which is always problematic. Uh, oh, it's one of those. This is actually the least problematic thing I've ever <laughs> seen on, on uh, Urban Dictionary. It's one of those. It's one of those like definitions where someone's friend gets gets on there and then upvotes a definition about one specific person. It says Kaya is beautiful. She is a extremely a, amazing talker. She can carry a conversation Aww. forever. She leaves me speechless. Uh, that's a speech with S P E A C H. I don't know how anyone can live without her. She can make your day better just by hearing her voice. Even though I have never met her. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Uh oh. Uh oh. Morning bells. I know that she is one of the most beautiful and amazing person in the world. No, that took a weird turn at the end. Yep. Even though I have <laughs> never met her. Oh no. Whoa. Is th- oh apparently this is the name of a rapper. Hmm. Huh. Well, oh, wow. Here we go. I haven't been able to... Okay, so when when I Googled Kaya, it autocorrected into Kayak immediately. Well, obviously, yeah. <laughs> Everyone, so you gotta have Kayak, kayak. now. <laughs> gotta have Kayak um, now. Because the rain is falling. When I, <laughs> when I uh, typed in the correct word, Kaya, uh, K-A-Y-A, 
um, I got two listings in Portland. One was Kaya Construction. Uh, so I uh-huh, uh-huh. do not think that is <laughs> uh, confirms our uh, idea about what Kaya means in this song. But the very second one was Kaya Shack Portland Dispensary. Because a Kaya Shack is a little old place where <laughs> we get high together. Uh, here we go. Yahoo Answers. I can't hear you. What? Sorry. I can't hear oh. you. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, I mispronounced it. Your what? Tin roof rusted. Uh, I'm on Yahoo Answers. What does Kaya mean in Bob Marley's song? And then the text of the question says, what title says? Uh, <laughs> the best answer, voted best answer is by Anonymous says it's pretty obvious it's weed if you listen to the song uh and the anonymous no- just took a break from their like <laughs> yeah from hacking world uh, governments and releasing the panama yeah, papers part two and they're just like dude fucking listen to the song it's fucking weed bro uh and that's that's the top voted although the most informative is not the top voted and has one two three four five six paragraphs Starting with Kaya, the name of one of Bob Marley's reggae albums is a Jamaican word for cannabis, hemp, marijuana. The back cover of this album shows a picture of a burning joint by Neville Garrick. I don't know if that's a photo or the joint by Neville Garrick. Uh, that's not what he says. That's my editorializing. Uh, I resume their, his quote, or their quote by saying, The Japanese edition of Kaya was released with a different back cover. So rabid was the anti-marijuana paranoia there. Oh, interesting. I wonder what uh, marijuana is like in Japan now. Is it legal? Uh, I doubt i don't know i actually have no idea um this has become the wikipedia rabbit hole show (laughs) i think it always has has it (laughs) cannabis in japan wikipedia has been illegal since 1948 hmm i wonder what happened during 1948 uh use and possession are punishable by up to five years imprisonment and a fine cultivation sale and transport are punishable by up to seven to ten years imprisonment and a fine damn wow it's intense. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Japan has all, like all these kind of like weird, <laughs> weird things that they're not okay with. Yeah. And then other things that they're super okay with. <laughs> and a lot of that seems to just like come from direct, like directly from American uh, occupation. Honestly, like the whole tentacle port yeah. thing was because of, uh, well, from what I hear, the, the story is that like American puritanical like occupation didn't allow them to draw dicks and so they like drew tentacles instead because they're like dick like i guess or something wow it's something like that i heard yeah yeah but they have that like isn't there that ancient illustration of like a lady fucking an octopus yeah i'm sure that (laughs) (laughs) the dream of the fisherman's wife check that out to be be fair yeah well it's a maritime country you know (laughs) They got octo- octopodes over there. We have our, we have our, you know, mermaid. Yeah, <laughs> we, we and... fuck mermaids over here, in a, in the Western yeah, world. Yeah, yeah, and kelpies and uh, various other <laughs> silkies, silkies. What's the Irish one? Yeah, and, something like that. And very recently, everyone wanted to fuck Aquaman. <laughs> oh, and uh, they also wanted to fuck uh, 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 the Shape of Water, uh, Mi- oh, Mister yeah. Mister of Water himself. So we're we're ones to talk. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. So, and like cannabis became illegal in 1948 in uh, Japan during the occupation. And I'm sure it was more than uh, highly influenced by weirdo American puritanical ideas and like reefer madness, hysteria, all that bullshit. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh, well, do you have anything more to say about Kaya? Um, good question uh wake up wake up and turn i loose for the rain is falling yeah he's he's start you can really hear well i think this is a a, seems like a very rastafarian song because smoking smoking kaya smoking the ganja is a sacrament i believe in uh, rastafarianism and i think it's also a feature of rastafarian uh that they often replace me with i to emphasize yes. the agency and the uh, the subjecthood of a person, um, is that right? Subject versus object. Yeah. Um, so that you can hear it in the in the in the in the opening, the intro. Wake up and turn I loose for the rain is falling. And then let's see. Later on, he says, "Feeling iri I," which I don't know if that's specifically a Rastafarian word, but it is like stereotypically a Rastafarian and reggae word, at least in the uh, depictions of it that I've seen. Yeah. 
up here in uh, North America. Uh, and that those are basically all all the, the unique lines of this song. Yes. Yeah. Can we talk about uh, du- uh no, not not that one. I want to talk about Memphis. Okay. I will not have much to say about the lyrics of this one. <laughs> Melodica. Oh, it's interesting you pronounce it that way. I've always heard it melodica. Melodica. Yeah. Whatever. Mel- I don't care. Mel- do you also say uh, melody? So there's another Tip version the of the song melody. with lyrics. <laughs> uh, I think those there's, are the wrong lyrics if you're looking at Genius. You don't think that there's another version of this song with lyrics? Because I know that there is. I think you're thinking of Duppy Conqueror. Yeah, but the words... There's a song called Duppy Conqueror. Cameron, I, I would like to direct you to the uh, Soul Revolution Part 2 section of the Wikipedia article. And uh, <clears throat> I quote chapter and verse, Soul Revolution Part 2 is a, quote, dub companion set to Soul Revolution being the original Soul Revolution album with the vocals stripped off. In the case of okay. Memphis, which originally contained no vocals, Peter Tosh's lead melodica solo was removed to create the new instrumental version. Okay. Yeah. So it's, uh, I think it was originally instrumental and basically they treat the melodica as a vocal melody and strip it out for the dub version. Right. So yeah, dub, what is the like purpose of dub? Is that just to, uh, you play it at a party? So it's like chill, chill, lo-fi hip hop beats to, to study to or something like what is, I think it's something like that, or maybe like it's for dancing or toasting over, which is like the, like the, uh, Jamaican equivalent and precursor to rapping. Right. Um, or to like, I guess, remix it, I I guess something like that. I don't know. Mm. Well, anyway, I just wanted to highlight that, uh, melodica, uh, solo. Um, I think I have another, a little bit more of it in my sound sample. Yeah. It's just like, I don't know, kind of fun. (laughs) You titled it as this fucking rules. This is fucking awesome. (laughs) I really like that guitar too. It's just super clucky. Yeah. Like, um, you really hear him drag the pick across the strings. Like, he's not yeah. doing the, like, upward chop, which involves, like, a pretty large arm movement uh, yeah. that maybe covers, like, you know, two or three feet, just, like, chopping upwards. Maybe not two, or th- maybe one to two feet. But, like, you can, like, hear him just kind of, like, uh, scrape the pick across the strings. You can really hear that attack. Yeah, and he's, he's clearly playing an actual chord, but, like, he just, he lifts his left hand fingers off just enough to like mute it. Mm-hmm. Um, you can hear the note in there, but it's mostly just a, a percussive sound. Right. Yeah. It sounds really cool. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's fun. I like it. Yeah. It's a chill party tune. So chill. Uh, All right, do you, you choose it. Yeah. What's the one that has the melodica later? Is it, it's, it's near the end. Is it uh brainwashing or standalone? Do you remember? I don't remember. Sorry. Let's try standalone. I think I have more to say about that anyway. Now I stand alone Cameron, I lied. I don't know if I have that much to say about this song. Okay. I I didn't have that much to say about the last half of this album, honestly. Right. Yeah. There you are crying again, but your loveliness won't cover your shame. Hmm. That's an odd thing to say. There you are. You're taking same- true love. And while you're taking true love, you give in the blame. Mm, what's going on here? It seems a little bit vindictive. How, how could Days I be I so... wasted with you, child. Yeah. How could I be so wrong to think that we could get along? Hmm. And then hmm. I think they just repeat that. Some kind that. of breakup song. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's It seems like... I don't know. I feel like vindictive uh, songs from men to women had like a real golden age in the 70s. Yeah. ABBA definitely did a bunch. 
I hate you. <laughs> you are you are so bad. <laughs> uh, that classic ta- Tom Jones song. Um, <laughs> you are so pitiful <laughs> to me. Uh, there's the the classic old time song, Fall on My Knees. Um, you told me one, you told me two, you told me 10,000 lies, little girl, and you'll never go to heaven when you die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one's, hmm. It's, uh, it's harsh. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I guess that's it for this song. What, what else do you want to talk about? Uh, talking about intense, threatening songs, uh, we could talk Ooh. about uh, Riding High. Okay. I want to get back to this bit that I've occasionally gone to uh, during this show where I just read the headings of my notes for this song. Uh, The first one says, uh, Bob? And the second one says, Bob, are you okay? Yeah, Bob Bob kind of sounds like he's going to murder someone in this song. He fucking does. He he is the last writing credit on it. Oh, who's the uh Lee Scratch Perry and then Yeah, the producer. Bunny Whaler. Yeah. Uh now I remember the days in school. There wasn't a time when you didn't treat me cruel. Ooh, wait till I get my hooks on you. I'll show you what a fisherman can do. This oh, is very that's much not, an ICP revenge song. Yeah, that's not fucking <laughs> ominous at all. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. 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 Um is this is this about a woman? It's hard to say. It, it kind of feels, feels like, like it. Could, it. You think so? Yeah. Ah, I kind of. Well, at the end it says, "So riding on my own, I need your love tonight. When you hold me right." Oh yeah. But then, like a pe- you've been jiving like a peacock. That's your style. That seems more male. I mean, specifically because peacock is a male of the species. He doesn't say peahen. Yeah. Right, right. And then and then there's this lyric. At Christmas, more like an Easter bunny. <laughs> what? Just like a rabbit. You're always on the run. I guess he's an Updike what? fan. I don't get it. Oh, uh, John Updike wrote a whole rabbit series, including uh, Rabbit. What is it? Rap, run, Rabbit, Run, I think was one of the names of the, of the oh, books. Oh, is it like the Sufjan Rabbit, album? Run. Yeah, something like that. Okay. Um, yeah, this one... I I say now you always try to hurt me in the end in the presence of all our good good friends but the patient man always win now I'll just wait till you give in Yikes. yeah this feels like a, a this feels like a fraternal uh, rivalry to me does it I think so it I mean the part about giving in seems very much like what a man would say to a woman who's uh, the, oh. if, if the man is being awful right uh, I don't know it's hard to say. Yeah, I don't know what Lee Scratch Perry's going through, but... <laughs> yeah, it's probably not great for him. Yep. All right, you want to talk about... Uh, let's talk about brainwashing. I, You know what, Cameron? Oh, okay. I actually kind of like the second half of the album. Yeah? Yeah. So I'm going to push us towards it. Here we go, brainwashing. Great, please do. For brother man goes with his top hat and walking stick It's just a poor's Those guitars sound fucking rad on this song. Did you hear that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did. I heard yeah. him. He's 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 also doing on this song the like the um the you can like hear the pick like getting scraped or like pulled across the strings, and that that really sounds good to me. Like no matter almost any context, I hear it. And like um one of my favorite guitar parts of all time is on uh, Radiohead in Rainbows. The song I believe is is called Nude. Um, but Johnny Greenwood has this fucking awesome part where he like scrapes his uh, pick across some deadened strings, deadened in the sense of like uh, tamped down with his left hand. Yeah. Um, So fucking good. 
rhythmic accent and like a little textural fill. It sounds so cool to me. Yeah, you know, it's kind of something that I'm not, I don't want this to sound like a millennial rant or something. Oh, I, I can't wait to see where this is going. It's kind of something that's lost, I think, in a lot of uh, modern music and production is the is the non the non musical sounds of instruments. Yeah, um, like there is so many sounds that an instrument makes that aren't specifically serving the melody or like what's what could be translated onto a page. Um, mm-hmm. For instance, the sound of rosin on a string or a bow kind of traveling from right to left mm-hmm. on a string um, or the sound of a pick or the hiss of an amp. Mm-hmm. Um, just like all of these, all of these sounds that aren't specifically part of the music, but can improve the sound of, uh, can improve the music. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I feel like a lot of that kind of stuff is, is, uh, lost. Totally. I mean, everything's been like, so in a lot of music quantized and heavily compressed or sampled or recorded separately or, uh, right. you know, whatever, like cleaned up in pro tools, I guess. And, uh, I mean, a lot of that stuff, I think they removed it because it wasn't intentional or it was like a byproduct or an accident. And, uh, which isn't to say that even like it can't sound good, even if it is an accident, but, uh, when you get a real, like someone who's really in charge of their instrument and they can control the non-musical sounds of the instrument and use them to effect, I think that is amazing. And I, I really like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, yeah. Lyrics. Brainwashing by Bob Marley in the way. This is, uh, it's really hard to say what this song's about. It's, it has like a bunch of fairy tales or like nursery rhymes or something. Um, it starts with old, old Mr. Joe. He built a house, yeah, on top of some hill. Old Mr. Joe, he had to go. So he got right down and wrote a will. He said, now here is to Mother Hen and her chicken. Lord have mercy now. Master, will you take a roll in the mud like he know he should? The old barnyard, the old barnyard, birds and the chick. Ooh, he's got to watch out for Brother Mongoose with his top hat and walking stick. It's just the poor's <laughs> brainwashing. They told me a long time gone, it's just the poor's brainwashing, the old brainwashing. And I'm just wondering, is it, is he talking about like essentially cultural hegemony and how like the poor people are brainwashed by fairy tales and nursery rhymes and and, like, I guess in a broader sense, culture into passively accepting their, uh, like, uh, lower status or something? Uh, I don't know. I mean, cause he, he, he's like, look, look, that's a reach. I mean, I don't know how else brainwashing because he says, look at, he, he just names all these uh, things like Little Miss Muffet, the cow jumping over the moon, Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall, and then he follows it up by saying, it's just the poor's brainwashing coming through to a poor man's child, or it's just a poor brainwashing, I don't need it no longer, right. I don't want it no longer. Yeah, know. but wh- why? <laughs> uh, I mean, you you could it's say- It's a weird hot take. It It is. I mean, I think he's also like a little bit ahead of the curve if he's talking about what I think he's talking about, where if it's cultural hegemony, especially these all seem very... Uh, Western. Western, yeah. From like what is ca- called quote unquote Western civilization, which is the civilization that uh, kidnapped and abducted and stole people from Africa by the millions and then uh, condemned them to slavery for hundreds of years. for you outside. Oh. Hey, sorry. Hello. <laughs> Sorry, I'm almost done. I maybe need like 10 more minutes. Okay, that's all right. Okay. Did you say <laughs> you're a little stoned? What? Did you say you're a little stoned? No. You got a little contact high? <laughs> through the... Yeah. Through Skype. Through Skype. That's a new feature, Skype has. <laughs> Sharing is caring, Cameron. Yeah, so I don't know. It's like like western culture and and this is this is i don't know i think maybe i'm I'm starting to think that that might be subtext to the song because also uh the idea of babylon is very important in rastafarianism from what i understand and as far as i can tell having done very little research and being an outsider uh babylon seems to be essentially like western culture or like the uh the the colonizing european nations basically yeah and so this is like the colonizing culture. And he's like, yeah, this is fucking brainwashing. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. That I mean, makes sense. I don't know. I don't know. Like, it seems odd to take aim at what seem like fairly innocuous stories. You know, now look at this thing. Like now look at a thing like this Cinderella and her long lost fellow in the midnight hour. She lost her silver slipper. It's like, 
I mean, I, I, I can, I can understand and get behind like wanting to reject all colonial like Babylon culture, but also it's like this, this thing, it's, it seems like a weird thing to pick out specifically to say like, this is brainwashing. I don't need it. You know, you don't talk about like, uh, like capitalisms or systems of inequality or like laws that favor the rich or something like he's talking about fairy, like nursery rhymes. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's a, it's a little bit perplexing to me. All right. Uh, different song? Uh, yeah. Can we just uh, do Duppy Conqueror? Okay. And then I should probably go because my family's going to uh, probably barge in again at some point. Okay. But through the powers of the most I They got to turn What's uh, what's this song about? So I guess a duppy is a a malevolent ghost. Oh, or thank spirit. Thank God you looked it up. <laughs> I was hoping you did because I, I did. didn't. <laughs> I was like, uh oh. Yeah, it's like an African word, but it's like kind of most present. It looks like in Caribbean cultures. Mm-hmm. So a uh, duppy conqueror is someone who's able to a, a demon hunter, <laughs> I guess. Ein Dubuk. Um and uh i think they mean it pretty metaphorically mm-hmm. in this one uh don't try to cold cold me up on this bridge now hmm. i've got to reach mount zion uh the highest region so if you're a bull bucker let me tell you this i'm a duppy conqueror conqueror yeah bull bucker does that just mean like someone who bucks like a bull or who, bucks, who uh, yeah, rides a know. bull like like a buck and bronco yeah so I, I don't know what this song is specifically. It it seems like it's just a generic, like self empowered, self empowering song. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, I've been accused many times and wrongly abused now, but uh, through the powers of the Most High, they've got to turn me loose. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, hmm. so, song about freedom. Yep, uh, the pursuit of freedom. A lot of these lyrics uh, that are on Genius, though, were not in the audio of the version I heard. I, really? I think I think I had the what Wikipedia called. Uh, let's see, part is a yeah. Duppy Conqueror version four is a version of the song Duppy Conqueror in which parts of the vocals have been left off, such that in effect it alternates between the vocal version of the song and an instrumental version of the song. Oh, interesting. So I wonder if the ones that I'm reading are maybe not in the audio version. Yeah, dude. I I was listening to it with the lyrics, and I think like about half of them are not even in there. Oh, uh, interesting. Yeah. Well, the main reason I'm interested in this song is there's this like big buildup. Um, I mean, I say big buildup, but it's kind of chill, but it's over the five chord. So it makes it feel like it's building tension. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you think that it's going to go for 16 beats, but it goes for 14 beats instead, which I think is really funny when you're just like holding out uh you're just making them wait for the resolution. And it's like, oh, here it is a little sooner than you think. <laughs> it's kind of like, jarring. It's like edging, but then it, all of a sudden it's premature. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> anyway, I, I, think it's, I think it's pretty cool because the way that it, um, that it resolves in the phrase, um, it feels kind of ambiguous. Uh, and it doesn't land in this very conclusive way. Mm-hmm. It's a little jarring uh, in a way that I think is cool and effective but i don't necessarily know to what end yeah okay let's take a listen so it's about to go to the five chord here it is here's the five yes (laughs) there he goes he Mm -hmm. cuts it short (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah that's funny. I didn't actually notice that when I, I was listening I, to it. Hmm. Yeah, it's like, oh, what what just happened? <laughs> it's a thing they like to do sometimes. The Whalers, every once in a while, they're just they'll just uh, add a beat or take away a beat, and um, it's it's not always. I can't always tell why they're doing it, but I always respect it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, fun stuff. Well, I'm looking forward to uh, next week. Um, when we are going to have uh, Carlos with us to maybe help us contextualize some of this music. Yeah. And it'll be for the best of the Wailers, which is not a best of 
or compilation album. Oh, interesting. Um, oh, and it was actually recorded prior to Soul Rebels and Soul Revolution. Oh. oh. It's the missing link. Mm. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I was listening to some Carlos Jones today. Uh, some pretty, pretty fun songs. Some pretty chill jams. He has this one song called The Cleveland Beat that is infectious. I had it stuck in my head. It's, it's great. That one's very fun. Um, Wicked is another really fun one. I like that one a lot. So, listeners, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be plugging it next week, I'm sure. But definitely, he's on Spotify. You can check it out. Carlos Jones and the Plus cool. Band. Great. And PLUS is in, uh, it's an acronym. It's all in caps. Peace, Love, and Unity Syndicate. Oh, very good. Yeah. I like those things. <laughs> yeah, I'm for it. Yeah, so next week, uh, it'll be with my daddy-in-law. Until then, you can uh, go on our Discord. The link will be in the show notes. Uh, you can visit us online at boxset.website. Email us at email at boxset.website. Uh, go on iTunes, leave us a review. Uh, smash that subscribe. Hit those stars right in their stupid star faces. And if you want us to keep making the show, go to our Patreon at support.boxset.website. You can also listen to Cameron's other show, which is called <sighs> Get Up in the Cool baby yeah uh there's a full video episode out um at the time of this episode's release um from last week and it's uh with nick garris an internationally renowned percussive dancer um so everyone should go check that out for some for some percussive dance and banjo duets and it's yeah one of the episodes i'm most proud of episode 150 oh shit wait is it just you and the dancer yeah. Ah, that's going to be crazy. That sounds super fun. And he has a lot of interesting things to say about um, uh, queer theory in traditional music spaces. Ooh, that also sounds spaces. very good and interesting. Yeah. It's a big, long episode with a lot of awesome music. So everyone go check it out. Mm-hmm. I play a jig in it. <laughs> oh, aren't those fabulously hard to play on a banjo? Yes. And I do fine. <laughs> <laughs> Way to brag. <laughs> uh, there's definitely some tunes in there that um, I'm more specifically proud of. Mm-hmm. But uh, I accomplished a jig. I made it through, so there's that. <laughs> <laughs> Just anyway, doing it as an accomplishment. Check that out. Yeah. All right. Well, until next time, I've been Nathan Hunt, and I, I got to have that Kaya now. I've been Cameron Dewitt, and I like the cut of your background vocals. <laughs> I'm very proud of that joke. Wow. Wow. It's a little Doppler effect. That's when Owen Wilson runs.